Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of the Fraud Podcast. Here next to me is Sifu Gwensu, Master and Founder of Jingmo Academy, aka Mafaja. Howdy everyone, hi. <laughs> uh, my name is Jung Su and I'm a Senior Instructor at the Jingmo Academy. So on the podcast, we talk about what we experience whilst practicing and teaching Kung Fu and Tai Chi, how it benefits our lives and the three parts that make us whole, mind, body and the spirit. If you've heard the previous episodes, then you know the voices of Dice Hing Rob and Sihing Brian. They've joined us again. Thank you guys for joining us. It's been really good to hear some stories around Kung Fu. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. So, like I said, can we please start with, if you guys can dig deep into the memory bank of how Dice Hing Rob became Dice Hing and what was that like for you with maybe the lead up and seeing Brian when maybe he turned senior, senior instructor or even red belt, whichever kind of um, moment you want to talk about. Very good. Was that Dice starting there, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's up to you guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, I'm managing up. <laughs> Yeah, so, oh, where do you start? I guess... Um, Actually, maybe before that, so if you want to explain the hierarchy of the, the things we have in the academy. Yes, absolutely. Um, so have some context with dicing, becoming dicing and stuff. Yes, so traditionally in, in uh, martial arts learning, there is what is a a regular student and then a disciple or an indoor student. And specifically, we say yapsat deji. Yapsat means inside or internal. Uh, deji is a disciple. And a jokka deji is when uh, a person is just learning their skills and their, and their craft without having the commitment of being a lineage holder or a person who is going to uphold and promote the art in which they practice. So we, we first started the ceremony back in 1990 when I became um, a Yapsat Deji and it was myself, Sean Sito and Richard Sang and the three of us uh, formed the very first part of the Yapsat and um, then thereafter there are senior instructors who, who were uh, both invited and or uh, nominated, requested, that's probably the word, um, to become a disciple, a Yapsat Deji of Jingmokun. And when we become a Yapsat, then it's uh, our function uh, is kind of like a council, a school council. So it's, it's like the board uh, in, in a corporate or business world where the, the well-being and the forward motion of the art and the academy is discussed. So that's what the upside is. And when we follow the titles, similar to a family tree. So Sifu translates as father of learning. Simo is mother of learning. Si Hing is brother. Si Jie is sister. And then you have Dai Si Hing, which is the eldest and Dai Si Jie, which is the eldest, 
And then, of course, if the Sifu and the Simo have brothers and sisters at their level, then they become Sisuk uh, and Siku, which is all part of the, the family tree. So uh, that's that's how it all happened. And yeah, is that enough context for you? I think so. Yeah, and take it away, Dustin. Yeah. Well. Um, so there was a, so I guess I, I was functioning as a senior instructor for a long time before I was part of the upset. So I think I, I started in 2000, graduated to Red Belt in 2004, um, first degree 2006, second degree 2008. Um, and um, training instructor started in Greenbelt and then four years after that I became a senior instructor or four and a bit so and I was working full-time there from 2000 end of 2003 so I'd actually been and then I think officially Dicey Hing and chief instructor from 2008 I'm pretty sure I'd have to get the certificate out. I, um, I can't remember exactly what year, but I think it was probably around second degree, I'd say. Um, so I was actually full-time instructor, um, senior instructor for quite a period before actually becoming um, Dicey Hing, I guess, or taking on the role of Dicey Hing. Um, there was a few others that were with me at the time. So there was uh, Yi Hing Tim. He came through and took on a, a role as, as part of the upset. And um, I think Steve Robinson and Singh Errol, I think were there as well. And we all participated in the ceremony to, to take on those roles and, and function in a way that would, would I guess, um, discuss the future of the academy and, and keep it moving in the direction that everyone um, agreed to be the best way forward for the art. Um, and the students, and um, yeah, <laughs> it's um, it was quite a big deal for me. Uh, it still is, and I take it very seriously. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It was there's not an awful lot else to to say about actually how it happened. It, it was just a um, part of a um, a long journey for me. Um, or continuing journey for me. So, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't function as a grading or like a grading that current students would recognise. It's, um, I suppose, you correct me if I'm wrong, Tipper, but it's an honorary thing um, more than a, a skills based thing in a way. So, um, yeah. That's yeah, that's that. right. Mm. Mm. Cool. I guess, yeah, that, I guess that's the story, isn't it? Um, yeah, I can see the big picture as often. That's cool. Thanks, Darcy. Sing Brian, what about you? Which story are you going to share? Um, I don't know. I've probably covered off on uh, a little bit of it before, but really my um, my journey obviously started in uh, early probably April, May, 96, um, with the first class. I think I mentioned the first, first podcaster was scrolling through the, um, 
yellow pages, uh, looking at martial arts schools and um, came to uh, came to the Malcolm Sue Kung Fu School um, advertisement and gave a call and I can't remember if it was Sing Mark or Sing Rory that answered the phone, but um, um, really friendly and attracted me to go in and do a do a, a trial. I think at the time it was a sort of free class. Uh, it was a free class for a free week of, of training. So did that and um, and sort of was, was hooked ever since. Um, so I would have graded to red, uh, I think, 2000. Um, and I think it was about the same time I started trainee. I don't think I started trainee earlier than that. So for my, I think I was red and then I started trainee, yeah. Um, and for the next three years, or just over three years, I uh, was part of the trainee program. I think I started that same time, or was you Dicey Hing? Yeah, I reckon, it, I reckon it was in the same week. I reckon it was that close. Yeah. 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 Same time. There was, mm. and there was, um, oh, names escape me, but um, it was only about sort of five or six of us maybe at the time that were, um, yeah. that were doing um so uh and yeah through the trainee then i think first degree uh second degree in the space of probably the following four or five years and then uh, when the school moved to uh jollymont uh i think i just stopped my trainee um and didn't con didn't continue on to my last year around that point around the jollymont move um trained at jollymont for a period of time uh, maybe it was a year um, and then obviously left um, it's my family um, my children upbringing and then about uh, two and a half years ago somewhere there maybe um, started back at training um, in a position to do so um, did my third degree grading and then shortly after that Sifu asked me if I would like to sort of continue my in the you know where I left off um, with trainee and which I was very happy to do so for me that was um, that was unfinished business um, you know I wanted to complete the course that I put sort of so much time and effort and blood sweat and tears literally into over a period of just over three years and um, I wanted to um, complete that and then continue the the study uh, as I'm doing now um, as an instructor as a teacher you're always learning yourself and fine-tuning the art and and um, so I do that with my new belt and also with my um, uh, position as instructor. Yeah, cool. Nice. Yeah, I think maybe maybe if I can add as well. Um, I mean, the the story of a, you know the accepting the role um, is is not overly exciting, I guess, but it maybe for some interest. Um, the on the way through the instructor course there are a few people um that i really looked up to and um i think dan barson was one of those people his um dedication and his skill was something that like was really apparent well to everyone i would i would suspect but i kind of modeled the, my whole approach on the way that he trained and the way that he performed um yeah it, it, that was like a, it was really inspiring to see him do that. Mm. Uh, yeah. 
And I think anyone that is listening that knows that saw him train would understand. It's a bit hard to describe really without, um, you know, <laughs> a long time. But um, it, it was just myself and him teaching as instructors, I think, towards um, what would that have been, 2008, 2006, seven, something like that, maybe. Um, um, yeah, I think 2006 when we moved from Elder Street yeah. and went to Dynamite. Yeah, so we, there was a period of time there where, um, I mean, we were we, obviously we were working together in Elder Street as well, but I think Sing Dan left somewhere around that time, 2006, 2007, something like that. Um, mm. And it was just me and him, so we were kind of um, the full-time instructors there at the time. And um, I, maybe, like, personally, there was, there's a little bit of, um, am I good enough kind of thing. I remember just thinking about it now uh, when this was coming, when the Dicey Hing um, role was coming about because like I'd always pictured uh, Sing Dan, well, he was always ahead of me in the hierarchy. So it's kind of like that leapfrogging of of positions in, almost for me at the time. That's kind of how it, was, it, it felt. Um, so initially it kind of, it, it didn't sit you know, comfortably straight away because I'd always pictured him in front um, and kind of looking to him for, you know, that kind of elder, um, you know, what to do now, how to train, his take on everything, um, physically mostly. Um, but yeah, it was, I got over that, <laughs> but um, yeah. But yeah, that, that's probably something that most people wouldn't wouldn't know. Um, that was training at the time. It was that point of interest there for you. Mm. I um. I have an an image here to share with you guys, and um, there it is. That was uh, the day. Do you remember yeah. the day <laughs> yeah. when Jingmo Academy uh, was born and Malcolm Sioux Country School is being painted out? You can actually see it on the right there, the Foo mm. School still there. And it was malcolmsu.com.au was in that freshly painted yellow bit. Yep. And there it is, Jingmo Academy, healing through Kung Fu, jingmo.com.au. Yeah, wow. That's the day the sign went up. So there's a there's a big budget rent a car sign up there now, right? Or is it it's like an electronic sign that um yeah. for those yeah. people that have trouble yeah. picturing where that is, that's right against the freeway there. Yeah. Um and there's, and there's also sign. less sky there now. If you were looking there straight on. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so so many high rises there now. Yeah. Wow. Was that, I'm um, sorry, Sifid, Yi Si Hing Tim, was he at the same time as uh, Dai Si Hing Rob as becoming part of Yup Sun Ti, Ji? Uh, yes, at the same ceremony, was it? Yeah, I think I so. Think. Mm. Yeah, same ceremony. And that was all at Jollymont. 
um, and seeing Nick Errol and seeing Steve Robinson. It was all on the same day. So that would have been, I don't have the dates either, um, but it was probably around after 2010, maybe 11, 12, sometime there, was that? Or no, no, it must have been, must have been earlier, 2008. I was back at uni at 2010, so... Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure it was, it was, it must've been close to, to um, my second degree. I'm sure of it. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think maybe 2008. Yeah. Okay, cool. We should start recording these on our website. And then that way, once, once someone yeah. comes up the discipleship, it's, it's up there forever. <laughs> it can't be, can't be forgotten. <laughs> cool. Thanks for sharing, guys. That was cool. Um, I think if you found some old photos again on this hard drive, do you want to just segue to that and come back to some more serious matters if we need? Yeah, I'll um, I'll show you this one. So that's oh. at Shaolin in action. What a photo! In action. Yeah. In action. So now there, your brown belt, and that was yeah. two, that's two thousand and that's end of two thousand and three, and yeah. that whole group there. So you can see CJ Mads on the left, CJ Claire behind to the right, then me, then CJ Cassie, yeah. and we all graded to red belt in January of two thousand and four, if I remember yeah. correctly. Uh, yeah. So that, we were all we kind of we were different classes. So I started during the day. I, I used to train in the morning, yeah. um, and moved, went through all the way through to red belt. Oh, eventually I was training all the time. But um, there was a couple of classes that were moving through, and those guys were um, they were in the evenings, and the two classes eventually merged. As you know, as you move through and get into some longer belt levels, they eventually merged. So there was a bit of there was about. I think maybe we had to split it. So there was two gradings really close to one another. And I think there was probably about 25 of us all up or something like that, 20 maybe, split over a couple of gradings. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was right after we got back that we all went to mm. red. And mm. that's, a third, that, that's a third term top that I'm wearing, third term training instructor top. Mm. Now, you see the, the Shaolin monk that is, as we look at the screen, the second from the left, so directly behind CJ Claire. Mm -hmm. That's Jung Bin. Yeah, and I'm still in contact with Jung Bin yeah, today. Cool. Still, he's still, uh, we, we chat each other from time to time. Um, and he checks in and wants to know how we're going and when's Sifu when's coming back to Shaolin. <laughs> he he asks that almost every time. Um, and here you are. Oh. oh, I thought I thought I could do that. Let's try that again. Now, I am trying to share. Uh, the pose shot actually between yourself and himself 
die for him. Oh yeah, I could get that too actually. If you can't get it up, I should be able to find it. This one? Oh yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Jung Bin. He's, um, he's now the head coach for the, or what we would call the A team. They, they, I think they call it the professional team or the, can't remember what the term was, but the one that uh, travels around the world performing. So he's the head instructor for that crew now. And I think uh, there was one of him and CJ as well. Um, at the I've end got a few of, the, of them. If you, if you want to cycle through a couple, I've got a few of them up here at the moment. If you want to, you want me yeah. to share, I can show a few. Yeah. Um, well. And then shortly before seeing Brian goes, maybe um, we'll all talk about what it was like training and teaching the Shaolin monks going forward. As well, well seeing, seeing, seeing Brian, you've got some photos too, haven't you, of your tour, which was before yeah. this tour? I've got, oh, I got them to show them here, if you want to see. Okay. In a moment. Well, this is the one about performance and the last day of the ceremony for the cultural exchange. That's, that's the uh, performance area, the arena you were talking about, I think, last week. Mm -hmm. All right, so Sing Tang, you want to show those or Sing Bryant, and then yep. he can comment. Comment. So there's one. Can you guys see that? Yeah. So what year was that, Sing Brian? And what are we looking at? That was 2000, Sifu. Is that 2000? Yeah. I think that was 2000. Um, that was out the front of the uh, <laughs> Shaolin hotel if you call it that which we've talked about in the previous podcast it is too i am horrendous with names so the only person i can remember is far left uh in the instructor's suit was seeking mark all the ladies there or some of the girls the one on the under uh, besides seafood i think she was part of the the tour guide but the other uh the others were staff of the hotel um Top left, seeing Michael, Fieldhouse, and was it Michael uh, yeah. to the right? Yeah. Michael Pritchard. Yep. Uh, just to your left, Sifu, uh, seeing Jim Redford. Jim, that's, yeah, seeing Jim. Um, Jimmy Redford. Yeah, that's it. And the, everyone else's names um, escapes me. Yeah, same. I mean, I, I know the face as well. Um, the fellow be, behind seeing Jimmy, be, be also, I'm sure became a red belt, I think. Did he not become yeah. a red belt? Yeah, that's right. He and, did. Yeah. And, and was he from Rockingham? Is that why I can't remember his name? The Rockingham yeah. branch? I'm sure he's from Rockingham. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. That's why I can't remember his name because he, he actually trained with seeing Dave Oson. I've seen yes. Tong Westman kneeling down in the front. Yeah. yeah. Thing. Tom was the confectioner. He was the chocolatier, wasn't he? He's the guy that made chocolates and yeah. Lollies. And Sing Tom was was keen to try one of the small little looking toffee apples that were on the back of bicycles, and you warned mm -hmm. him at the tour guide. <laughs> to do. 
I said, please don't do it, Sing Tom. The hygiene laws in China are very different to Australia, and he wouldn't believe me, would he? No. The three days afterwards, I'm sure he was regretting every moment of um, <laughs> consuming that whatever it was, full of bacteria. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, let me go to the next one. Oh, no, how do I do that? There you go. Yep, so that was us at the end. I've still got my, uh, I think I've got two, because one, one each year, your little certificate uh, of completion. Uh, so what we did with the monks, um, obviously we would show them Jingmo, um, and they would, you know, I think we mucked around for a little bit doing you know, some flying kicks and some, some tumbles, but we spent a fair bit of time, uh, and what the certification for was Qigong. Uh, so when we went through our sort of little grading that they had for us was um, uh, was Qigong. Qigong, yeah. Wouldn't it be cool to get the videos and cut a little movie together of one of these tours? Because we took video for every lesson, didn't we? I'm sure we did. Yeah, yes. I remember the camera in the corner of my lessons. Yeah, no, our camera was there, Sifu, yes. Oh, uh, cool. One thing it did, I did, uh, I remember with the, and, and, and as you look at uh, the Shaolin or very young, young boys, um, but when it came to, um, I think they, they really enjoyed learning what we showed them with Jingmo. Um, I think they were quite surprised when it came to Gao Jong and any Gao because they were surprised at probably the conditioning that we had at the time um, was different to the type of conditioning they were used to um but yeah they, they were you know very disciplined um and you, you can expect you know these guys being what they do with their craft that uh that they want to get things right and they work very hard to do so but similarly when it came to qigong you know we all i think um performed well and and came away with some something that we could practice you know ongoing mm. Do you know the, um, you see the monk on the, the left between the monk wearing the blue, the monk to, the, to our left, uh, next to that, that one of that now Jingmo, who's held on a certificate, that yes. monk there in the orange, um, along with Zhang Bin and a couple of others, the, the two monks in the back right-hand corner next to Seng Mark yes. on the far right, uh, they came to like almost every cultural exchange class we had from that year onwards from the first one wow okay yeah, absolutely and the monk here at the front who i'm just talking about uh he ended up becoming the monk that had everything broken on him so you know how they they break wood and they break glass and they break bricks and and stuff he he was the guy for the, the shaolin <laughs> temple Goodness. Mm. Uh, right. well. I'm trying to charge my phone. I remember with um, that. So there was those. I think they were the the young up and comers. Most of them at the time. I remember the A team, as they were known, or the touring party. Um, mm. Walked past on that on that tour. Um, you know, it was always bitterly cold because it was winter, and um, walking past 
uh, and seeing all the A-team with their standing in a line with one leg out at a 45-degree angle and um, a senior instructor walking past with a bamboo and smacking their, um, their shins. And I think it was um, in re recalling that it was maybe a lack in concentration or mucking around when they were supposed to be. Concentrating <laughs> <What>? on... <laughs> yeah. uh, those two monks in the very back right corner became senior instructors. They became senior instructors at the uh, temple. Wow. Mm. The other thing I remember um, around the Shaolin Temple, I believe it's changed now, but uh, we did have a, there was a lot of schools, everyone, um, you know, wanting to be Shaolin or wanting to be the next Jet Li. And you would see hundreds and hundreds of kids doing the same drill, um, even up, you know, on big square blocks, even built into the, the mountain space. But I remember one morning, um, you know, waking up and it was 4.30 in the morning, pitch black, absolutely freezing, such that I had, and I remember this clearly, seven, seven blankets that I got from the hotel room. I had a, an Arctic um, sleeping bag with hoodie and beanie. Um, and that was enough. And I had tracksuits and double socks just to keep me uh, from freezing to death. And... Um, <laughs> We had a drink, we had a drink, a two-litre bottle of something inside the back door against the glass. Now, that was completely frozen stiff in the morning. But at 4.30, you could hear these kids running up and down the back, because the back of the Shaolin was all the mountainous space, running up and down in the morning with their, you know, wilted tracksuits and um, probably shoes with holes in them. It was just um, amazing, um, the conditioning and resilience of, kids that were so young at the time yeah absolutely i um i remember that time very clearly because i shared a room at the shaolin hotel with seeing michael fieldhouse and we were woken up one of those 4 30 mornings by the shouting there was hmm, ha, ha, hmm, ha, ha. and they had this rhythm and i remember we both sort of looked at each other and turned the the bed light on and so what what is that sound? And we both got up and we pulled the curtain because we stayed at the very last room. Do you remember the last rooms at the end of the corridor? Yes. And they had chained up the door so you couldn't get out that way. You could only go in and out through one entrance. <laughs> we, we, had, we had the last room on that first tour and we pulled the curtains open and it was pitch black because it was winter and it snowed. Remember it was, had snowed when we were there yeah. overnight? Yes. That, that 4.30, the Shaolin monks, it was like 12 of them, were going through their routine in shin-height snow. So it was yeah. over their ankle, but it wasn't up to their knees. And seeing Mark, uh, Michael and I could not believe it, like 4.30 in the morning, we had to check our watches again. It was 4.30 in the morning, and they yeah. were training out in, on the snow. And they didn't do it for us. Like, that was just their regular training. It wasn't... Something yeah. for the forest. That was incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so this photo here, seeing Brian, there's the uh, Mr. Jiao Hongbo. Jiao Hongbo, Mr. Jiao Hongbo back then was the deputy principal of the Shaolin School. Uh, he's now the principal of the Shaolin School. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there he is presenting the very first cultural exchange banner. And the gent to my, my left in the photo was our interpreter at the time. Yeah. And his name was 
Wang, I think his name is Mr. Wang. Yeah, he was good. He was a nice guy. Oh. <laughs> You're in sync, Mark. <laughs> That's us getting off the train in, was it, is it Guangzhou, Sifu? Was that the place? No, we... no. Zhengzhou. Zhengzhou. Ah. Close to the Shaolin Temple. That's, uh, that's where the main rail stop station is. We all caught that train. Yes. The overnight train. That's yeah, right. That. Yeah. So mm. it, was, um, it was so cold. I remember being in, uh, when we went to Beijing, we were in the forbidden, in the uh, forbidden city just outside Tiananmen Square and uh, the temperature being uh, zero, but the wind chill said it was, feels like minus 10 and it did. It was crazy. Mm. Up, up low on top of the, uh, one of the parts of the, the temple. Oh, sorry, no, the, great, uh, wall. Wall. great wall. Sorry, the great mm. wall. Yep. Look at that. They're the, um, the logs that you mentioned, Dicey Hing. Um, it looks like um, they'd probably done a little bit of renovation work a couple of years after this because um, it was it was starting to sort of fall apart. But yeah, mm. there was the those logs. There was the I think there's another photo. Uh, oh, there's me doing a pose. <laughs> <laughs> That's on that that wall that was contoured upwards. Yeah. There's the bowls that uh, Sifu yeah. mentioned. Mentioned at the last podcast. Yep. Yeah. There's Is that the Forbidden City? Terminal Square. Is seeing Mark with his uh, ninja hood hoodie on, back right, showing how cold okay. it is. <laughs> yeah. You've got hair there, Sing Brian. <laughs> I think it froze off on that trip, Sifu. That's where it all went. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Sorry, I was just saying that's all of them that you were sharing with me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've got a heap more, but I'll, what I'll do is I'll next time I'll, I'll get them downloaded onto a USB so I can give them to you and you can see what you, what you want to keep. Cool. cool. So I thought I'd share this photo because it's immediately after the last one where you guys were on that wall and here's mm -hmm. CJ Mads and CJ Karen. What, three years later? 2003, is that right, Darcy? Yeah. On the same wall. Yeah. Wow. Well, was it the same? Different, oh. different season. <laughs> A little greener. Yeah, clearly. That's amazing. And see the Mui Fajong, the, the poles. They put another set, see that behind CJ Karen's left leg in the background. You can see yeah. the platform Sifu when we were there that was a raised platform at some stage yes yeah they had lots of renovation over that what probably six years mm. um and particularly as they were getting closer to the uh, 2008 olympic games um lots of things changed uh at the shaolin temple for example when you first went you're right the whole precinct uh, of shaolin was was very commercialized there was big trucks that were rolling through the streets, um, cafes and eating areas, and lots of lots of sale, lots of shops selling trinkets, Shaolin, you know, so in inverted commas, genuine Shaolin ornaments. 
and um, I can't remember whether it was, was it your tour, Dice Hing, that none of that was there? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say it was, I remember, I must have been talking with you about it on the, the approach to um, the entrance to the Shaolin Temple, saying that this was just loaded. Oh, actually, well, even was it was it the training centre as well, maybe? Anyway, the, the precinct, it was just loaded with the shops and everything, and it had all just been cleared out. There was still a heap of rubble around, I think, when I was there. They hadn't finished, obviously, mm. beautifying the place. But, yeah, there was yeah. no vendors or anything there when, when we went through. Yeah. So soon, soon after the, um, the announcement of, it was either the announcement that the precinct became a world heritage site or that China um, was aiming to host the Olympic games in 2008, one of the two, that whole area and many different tourist areas around China had got cleaned up so all of those martial arts schools and all of those businesses got shipped out to Dongfeng and Dongfeng is like 20 minutes down the road, um, a township that literally at the bottom of the hill. And um, the only one school, only two schools that were left, there was only the, the national school or the school run by the Chinese government and connected to Shaolin Temple was the school that we had our culture exchange with, uh, the Shaolin uh, Wushu Academy and then the only other school that was left in the precinct was the original Kung Fu school that started there um, and they stayed and, and they were a very famous school um, and many of the actors that came after Jet Li were actually students from that school so uh, they yeah. kind of had, they had quite a bit of pull. So they, they were able to stay and, and they were the school that were right down the beginning of the street, pretty much the, the street where the Shaolin Temple was. Mm. Yeah. So there's, Sifu, a lot of, there's a lot of history. Hmm. Sorry, Sifu, do you remember the, um, I'm sure it was that trip, the, uh, I thought I referred him as the, the rogue monk. Maybe it was one that was former, formerly associated with the Shaolin Temple that, took us in a minivan trip at night to a restaurant upstairs and <laughs> yes I do yes he was he was a rogue monk wasn't he um <laughs> he he was one of the one of the the professional monks who who left the Shaolin I don't know whether he graduated or he was asked to leave or what a, whatever the situation was but he was uh he opened a new public school and wanted wanted to have the culture exchange with us and wanted us to move from the Shaolin Wushuguan to him. And then we would have an exchange program with him. But uh, my, my agreement with uh, Mr. Jiao was for five years. And uh, we both signed that agreement in Perth, in Elder Street. I don't know whether you were there that day, Dai Hing, when in his, he came, um, to my office and he met with myself and my dad and um, Mr. Jung, do you remember the editor of the Australian business newspaper, the Chinese Australian newspaper that is printed here in Perth. And he acted as our, our uh, intermediary and, and interpreter, I guess. 
so our agreement was for five years, so I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to um, go against that agreement until after we'd finished and then we can see was it beneficial for both parties. And when we got to the end, it was pretty clear that it was uh, going well. So we rolled the agreement over and um, we celebrated our 10th anniversary 2000, our 10th trip in 2009, is that right? At the end of 2009. Yeah, that was every year for 10 years. And I still, I think still today, I, I don't believe there's any other group that's had a culture exchange with the Shaolin Wu Shuguan, um, mm-hmm. prolonged, you know, like people go there once in a while, but we were there every year, uh, right to 2010. And then every two years, right through to, well, we had two more trips, didn't we? 2012 and 2014, I think it was. 14, yeah. Yeah. So um, I know you're saying, Brian, you have to go soon. Uh, got 15 minutes. So I, I thought it was 2.45, but it's three. So I'm good for another okay, 15. Okay, cool. Um, I guess for thinking outside the box, what, what brought the culture exchange, Sifu, Dad, and did Malcolm Sue come through school or prior to that, you, you learned Shaolin forms and taught those? Is, is that why that connection was there, to learn Shaolin forms and we brought students back to you know culture exchange or whatnot but what was the main reason around the Shaolin Temple uh, relationship? Well for me it, it is always everything that I do uh, my motivation is to better the experience for all Jingmoers for all members and also to increase my learning in in this industry so uh, how, how this all started was, well, in 2000, I beg your pardon, in 1985, when uh, there was a, a marked change in the direction of the academy in 1995, um, my father, Sigung, he was uh, living in China at the time. And there was always this talk about the history of the academy goes back to Donggong Jiaoga Tonglong and the founder of the Tonglong style was Zhao Anan and Zhao Anan uh, visited the Shaolin temple and was rescued by the Shaolin monks and was brought back to health and was taught Kung Fu and he then observed a praying mantis fighting a sparrow and you know and so the story proceeds from there. So for me it, as it's kind of a very romantic dream and very romantic notion that that's how a a traditional martial art started four and a half centuries ago. Wouldn't it be cool, I thought, that we go back to the birthplace of martial arts, which was the Shaolin Temple, uh, that started in, well, the, the records show that it started in 495 AD, so it was a good 1500 years ago. Wouldn't it be cool if we went back there and retraced the roots? And if we can't retrace the roots, then what if we started our own chapter? Like, if we started Jingmo Academy, Jingmo Kun started its own chapter and its own history and uh, developed its own legacy. So um, whilst my father was living in China, uh, the best thing is for someone who's resident to go and seek out Shaolin Temple and see whether we could or not. So I asked him if he could do that. He did. 
then uh, we led the first tour to Shaolin Temple in 86. Yeah, mysterious year again, Dicey. Um, and um, then we did so for the next four years. Uh, well, three years, really. 86, 80, well, it was 86 tour, 87 tour, 88 tour. Um, yes, yeah, three years. And then in 89, we came to Perth. And then the touring stopped until 1999 when we met the Shaolin monks again. They, um, they did the, the Shaolin Wheel of Life tour. Is that right? Was it called the Shaolin Wheel of Life? I think it was called Shaolin Wheel of Life. And so kind of just preceding that, in 86, we had a ceremony with the Shaolin Temple. And then for the next three years, we went back to the Shaolin Temple to train with them, but not, not exchange. It was more like um, an acknowledgement that we're kind of, we're there. And uh, they did demos and we did demos and that was about it. Um, but they noticed the uniforms. I think it was our uniforms that uh, they they recognised. Well, they could remember. So in 1999, when they were here in Perth, they 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 travelled up Elder Street. So this is the actual story. Two of the monks were part of the who were part of the world tour had obviously seen us previously at the Shaolin Temple in 86, 87, 88, and went past Elder Street on the bus for the West Australian to do a photo interview with them up at Kings Park. So it makes perfect sense. The bus would go up Elder Street and turn right and go up and then turn left into Kings Park. And um, what they said was, what they said to me was that they re they recognized the logo on the building because we had the fighting power logo on the building and they'd seen the same square logo on our uniforms when we were still Malcolm Sue Kung Fu school then. So they walked down instead of going back on the bus, they decided to walk down and visit. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to spotlight. Hold, hold up. I see. Yeah. So that's the logo that they saw. Um, and um, that's where the conversation started. And, and then later that night, wasn't it, I think it was really quick. They came in. We had a broken conversation in Mandarin with them. And then they came back that night and we, the demo team put on a demo that night, that very night, didn't we? I wasn't there for that too. I've only heard that story. Oh, okay, cool. So that's thing, Brian. Were you there that night? I can't recall, Sifu. I don't know. It, don't know. it was instantaneous. Like we we could only get the, the whoever was available for the demos that that very night. And I think we made a few phone calls, and and that was pretty much it. Um. Mm. So that was in that was in '99. So that would have been uh, earlier, I think. I can't remember if I find the photos and then you know, yeah. there's a photo of the ceremony and tile breaking and all that stuff. And anyway, so that week, Mr. Jiao, who was their on, who was their chaperone, came and met. And then I requested for a, a culture exchange between us and them. And that's when we struck the agreement. And then the first trip 
was December 2000. So it was like a year later. And but that's that's right. Was it or was it November 2000, Sam Brian? Uh, I think I November Sifu. I remember it. Yeah. November. Yeah. So that was the first tour. And um, so my motivation always, always is about growing our experience and, and having fun really. So we did mm. and we, we learned Wushu from them or Qigong in your case, Sing Brian, and then we taught them Jingmo and uh, the, the exchange just happened year after year after year. And uh, I think they liked it. It seemed like they did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty obvious they liked it. Mm. Yeah, quite different to what um, what they normally did, I think. Mm. Mm. I think it was cool to to witness the times I went anyway. That how you know most of us didn't know how to speak Mandarin or communicate with them. We always had Jill or Henry um, kind of translating, but we all like connected through Kung Fu or or Wushu. It was kind of cool how you know, without any words spoken, we could all like, yeah, this is cool. And we can all train mm. together. Yeah. And, and they didn't have body pads and hand pads. So here on your tour, Dicing, I think, and thereafter we, we had a bit of a tradition of leaving our training gear with them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm. All right. So I've got a couple of things um, here just while you were talking. Um, so this is, I don't know if, this, if you can see that one. This one is what Tim Brian was holding. This is the, the little training certificate that you get um, from the temple. Photo, individually numbered. Uh, what does that say? 62 or something? 62%. Pretty, pretty harsh. Above average. Uh, I think it's out of. I'm pretty sure it's out of. It's out of 63. So. <laughs> I it's out of 60. Out of 60. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and before, well, this, this, look, this is better. Before we went um, for the, in I guess it must have been August Moon. We did obviously all the demos, but then you announced the team going to China for the, what would have been the games, but obviously weren't at that time. But. Um, the, the team was awarded these medals oh. and on the back it was the Exceptional Achievement Award, which I think sounds better than a 62, but there you go. <laughs> um, That's cool. <laughs> and then I've got all my certificates here so I can, we can confirm some dates. Yes. I've, I've got one that says Chief Instructor 9th of August 2008. Okay. But I can't remember if if Chief Instructor and Dicey Hing was separated or not. Uh, I think you know that's I mean? it. Yeah, it might have been it. Yeah. Um, senior Instructor, July 2005. Cool. Can you scan those Dicey Hing and give them to us so that Hing Sung can um, paint yeah, yeah. the podcast? Um, That'd be cool. They're A3s. They're the big ones, these guys. So, yeah. uh, so second degree, 2008. So that, yeah, so it was a month after my second degree grading that we went, we did that, um, that one. And 
there's an we've got an old style one here as well, which probably all of yours thing, Brian, would be like this, I'm sure. Is it the scroll? Yes. One of these guys. What's that one for? Blue belt. Oh, there you go. Distinction. That's better. Distinction. Two thousand and one. Do you have like a a blue ribbon around that, Dancing? I did, yeah. I just took it off, so they've got the little that's yeah. the purple one, I think. But. I remember those. I remember those prior to gradings, they'd be all lined up in that tray. And now I know why yeah. I couldn't tell what the colours they were. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is an old red belt, and for any of any of oh. um, you guys that have got these satin belts, just be careful with the iron. Oh, yeah. oh. that can happen. <laughs> You can you can uh, give that to Rowan when he gets his his red belt and see how he, right. how he likes it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't take well to the yellow belt. <laughs> he didn't, did he? I thought that was, um, that was pretty. I don't know what to think about that. That was harsh. That was very harsh. <laughs> he wears it now with pride, though. I'll give him oh, that. That's good. He that's does. Good. He does like it. I don't know. And then all the look at that. That's when that happened. Cloth to satin. Oh, there it is. Green to blue. We've made the change there, I think. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Oh, yeah, um, this one. This is what I actually wanted to show. So in those shots, we, oh, now we did yes. the shirt swap. So this is the yeah. one um, that the monks were wearing in those photos. And yeah, they yeah. did a pretty pretty cool thing. They signed the back of it. Oh. Uh, I don't know what that says. <laughs> I presume it's it's their name but whoever that was but um uh, know, yes, the middle the middle is his name and then the two characters on your left hand are song san as in song mountain and then on your right hand is Zhongguo, as in china yeah there yeah. yeah and that's his name in the middle yeah cool. mm. yeah so we did it yeah i think we said before but we we did a shirt swap at the end and I felt kind of bad because, I mean, everyone in Australia would know you, you, you swap the shirt as you leave the field. So, you know, you've been wearing it for an entire game. Yeah. And so that's what, we did. that's what we did. And then they came out with these nicely pressed, prepared, <laughs> <laughs> clean shirts, which I kind of felt a little bad about afterwards. But oh, well, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> they can smell Australian sweat. Mm. But I did want to, I mean, you might probably have these photos on your machine as well, but um, I did wonder, because I might... I just think Brian's showing his. Hang on, hang on. Oh, cool. Oh, there we go. Competition's I think on. Brian's going. What are we yeah. up to? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's uh, better than yours. This is... <laughs> how many? How many percent? 98%. Is that good? Conveniently out of shot. You've got a shower thing, Brian. Where does it say 98? Somewhere there in white font. I <laughs> 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 the middle gone. <laughs> oh, did you oh, know? See, right, were you so angry that you ripped it out? I've got to go back and find it. I, I, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to spin. Oh, I'll show you something else. But I did, I did remember um, um, at the time going, geez, I thought I did all right. These guys are harsh markers. And wait a minute, Sifu gave better marks. This is not fair. But, um, <laughs> 
I did find, I just quickly um, scourged in the, um, the shed. You might've seen the camera go a bit crazy trying to find something, but um, I wasn't as prepared as dice hitting, but I just found there's one of my old certs. Wow. Was Yellow belt 97. 97. See if I found there. Yeah. And then my um, uh, second degree under the, that one back in uh, 2003. Yeah, no. Oh, 21st of August. Was that 21st of August in Grain? Uh, yes. That's my birthday. Ah! <laughs> it, was a, it was a good day for both of us. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that was my birthday. So you got second degree during my birthday. That's really cool. That's cool. Very cool. Sorry, I ah. just had Ikea. <laughs> Ikea turn up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they come to deliver your kitchen or something? Um, well, we just I just built a laundry over the last three days. So there was parts that... Um, that we didn't need, they're taking away and they're dropping off some um, some new stuff. So, no. yes, twenty first of August. But I've got yeah, I've got some other um, uh, other bits and pieces um, that I'll and, and my score. I'll try and find all that paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So competition was on. That was pretty quick. That was very good thing, man. I like that. <laughs> um, so I've got a couple of there's just. There's actually probably more like one. I might, can I share my screen and try and? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do it. King Brian, do you have to leave? Pick up the kids from school? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this one. Firstly, let's get this one out of the way. Oh, it's all happening. There's that one of a young. Um, Can't see it. We, I've got, I've got a, I've got your file, your um, window. Oh, am I choosing the maybe? Yeah, you can see China. To, there you go. You got it. That's me. You got me. There you go. No. Hey, I remember that jumper. That jumper was really cool because the front pocket was like half my chest, and there's a big zip down the bottom. <laughs> that grips across and has to keep all my packets of chips in there. <laughs> Fun fact. That was great. Fun fact. Yeah. Right, is this going to work? I can't mm. actually change. Oh, there we go. So there's another one. That's inside the temple. And yeah. um, on the back wall, there is a really big mural of a whole bunch of people fighting, which is pretty cool. I'm pretty sure that's the room where there's the divots mm. on the floor. Yeah. yeah. So where everyone's kind of lined up doing their drills um, over thousands of years. So the story goes, the, the um, compaction underneath the pavers has resulted in these foot divots, which is, which is pretty cool. It looks very uncomfortable to train in because obviously it's not even. So <laughs> if you need to go and sit in that spot again, you're going to be kind of all, yeah. But that was kind of cool. That's out the front. Is it raining? Rain. It's, it's raining. raining, yeah. Adds to the... The ambiance. That's it's called old school, I think. Old school, yeah. Oh, this is more blurry than I thought it would be. But these are the two of the instructors, and I wondered if they had were in those photos of seeing Brian. Um, um may have the fellow on the right with the half shoulder with the shoulder showing. Yeah, I don't know. They just kind of look 
kind of look very familiar. So, um, yeah. Were you saying? Do you mean all all you Asians look the same? Is that what you mean? Well, that's you said that. (laughs) (laughs) You said that. Um, All you Chinese look the same. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if you want, we can do a compare at some other point, but there's those, those two guys who are the senior guys, which um, being only a couple of years after that other photo might have been the same. So there's that wall again. Mm. All right. Uh, and this is in Guanggong, well, one of the resting places of part of Guanggong. Um, mm. And that's supposedly a replica of uh, in weight and height of his weapon. Mm. Uh, and you get to have a shot at it. So he kept trying to pick it up. And I think, so you're probably the only one that held it with one hand. And just to, you know, break the mystery, it was dropped pretty quickly after the photo got taken, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> is it heavy? Is it heavy? Because it is very oh, heavy. It weighs it. Yeah. And you can see it's kind of, it's captured in that whole wooden structure around it. Uh, so it doesn't fall over. You, you can see the broken tiles underneath it where everyone picks it up and then drops it and it smashed yeah. all the papers. And then there's some guy ruining the photo behind the drum as well. That's a jing mower, right? Yeah, it looks a lot like me if you... Oh, it's a you type. But everyone had a shot. That was kind of fun, that, that, that one. That's cool. Yeah, so that's it. The rest of them, oh. um, yeah, you showed a couple of, of my set before. So I think we, we would have all shared those photos to the academy when we got back. Mm. Yeah. So I think if you go back to the photo of the two monks in yellow, please. Okay, so you see the guy who's on the right with the shoulder, the yep. shoulder showing. Okay. So um, if I'll... Should I stop? Yeah, let's, I will... Here he is. Hi. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, well, I mean, that's the same tour, though, so... Oh, it is, too. Okay, yep. all right. Well, I, I'll... No wonder why it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> he has an age today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. I'm funny sometimes, don't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was from King Brian. No, not. No, I'm funny. <laughs> Great. Uh, before I go, I've, I found a, um, I found my other certificate uh-huh. uh, as a young man. Mugshot. Mm. Mugshot mm. looks like. Uh, Here we go. With all the. Now I tried to look for a scoring, but there's nothing there. Oh, I'm pretty sure that said three. And I. Dicing this. Here. Now, I don't know whether mysteriously, because whether I just, you know, with there's no achievement, I failed to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is this is sort of a this is sort of a I put it a participation award, you know. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> 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 oh, it's possible. It's possible that you paid premium price for your grading, and you got your blank so you can fill it in afterwards. <laughs> I know. It's a premium subscription, it's called nowadays. 
<laughs> I'm all for a conspiracy. It looks like that was written in pencil and there may have been a quicker erasure. It <laughs> <of laughs> looks like your handwriting here, Brian. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Only I you know, Brian. Got to that section, they were deliberating. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just thought they just couldn't come up with anything that was justifying yeah. even they just handed me this. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I remember seeing a time, on reflection, I remember seeing going, oh, I didn't even get a score. I was looking forward to a score. <laughs> uh, oh, dear me. That's <laughs> so funny. Oh, oh, so good. Oh, oh, here you go. This one might be of interest since we were talking about it. Can you see that? Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, wow. Seeing Brian, do you remember where we played basketball? I was mm. going to say the stadium yesterday. Yep, that's it. Oh. So if I, if I remember this correctly, that's out the front of the, the training centre? That's yeah. right. It's the gap, yeah. opposite the front. Yeah. 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 And so a lot of the, oh. a lot of the um, lead up to that would look like this because of that, um, the, you know, clearing out the, of all the stuff around it that we were talking about before. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember that that basketball stadium where where the where the basketball court was literally cracking away. Yeah. Running around and and there was like holes in the basketball court where the concrete had collapsed. Yeah. That's, that's where we got our revenge and won because they, they beat us comfortably the year before. Mm. And that, gotta, that was where thing Dom Peters uh, created an accident, didn't he? Yes. Where, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll, I'll find um, I, all the photos I didn't upload properly, so I'll try it again tonight. But I did find, um, I did have a photo some time ago with uh, sort of the ball up. In, in basketball and I, I'm jumping up. This is funny, Dossie Hing, I was sort of a centre for the ball up, um, as people are usually told, but anyway. Um, so I've, I've jumped up for the ball and the monk was much shorter than me, believe it or not. But when you, um, look, at the, <laughs> when, when you look at the photo, our, our hands are, on, I think at the same time, we're at the same, we're touching the ball at the same time, but his feet, how far off the ground they were, was uh, was crazy. Yeah. I'll find that shot and share it because it was pretty pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Awesome to see that. Their photos. jumping ability is crazy. Yeah. I remember, when, you know, somebody you talking about before, the warm-ups, um, the flying kicks and stuff like that. You go, like, corner to corner. Yeah. Like, do a kick, jump back down. I mean, maybe it was because I was a kid back then, but I remember them jumping up so high that both their legs come up, they do the kick and then come down. Whereas yep. when we're kicking, I swear I'm, I'm kicking as I go up and by the time my foot is on the floor, I've finished the kick. So I don't have much height. But yep. their, their jump is just, it's like they're floating. They do the kick and then come back down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, gents, before we, we wrap it up because I'm sure seeing Brian needs to go your kids are probably waiting for you at the gate now going where's dad likely um, so here's a shot of a, a little older seeing son 
in ah. Shanghai. That was the Shanghai World Tour. Doing I've seen Jamie down. in the background and Hannah. The bunt. Yeah, seen Jamie and Hannah in the background with blue cap on, Hannah with a white sweater. How's that ah. look? Yeah. I thought that's yeah. better than the the big tooth, the big front tooth. At least you know, the Foo Real followers uh, won't be heartbroken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks, guys. I think we'll wrap it up. Since Ryan, you can go pick up the kids. Thank you. Um, one more question before we end: Are we? Do we think we'll do China tours once again when COVID is all over? Well, I think it's a matter of what what Jingmoers would like to see. Um, we have two major locations we can go to for our training now. Of course, we have the Shaolin Temple, the Shaolin Wushu Guan, and Da Ting San, the home of Chen Style Tai Chi Practical Method. So there are two major spots for us to visit where there's a lot of learning, a lot of experience, mm. and a, a lot of history and a direct lineage too. Yeah, so, true. And then maybe a third. Well, I'm working on a third. There might even be Hong Kong back to the home of Zhao Ga Tong Long as well. Oh, that'd be cool. Imagine mm. that. Yeah. Three locations in one trip. Plus touring. Oh, take a month off. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, after COVID, we'll all be used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'll be, we can work while we're on, on travel. Well, hopefully, uh, I mean, we've just sort of mainly talked about um, because oh, I don't know if uh, I think Dicey Hing's the same as me, sort of just went to sort of Shaolin and some touring around that space. But, um, you know, I hope people listening um, that haven't been to China um, and appreciate history of Kung Fu and history in general, um, you know, it's something that, you know, I said to my wife that, yeah, I'd love to, with her, take her to China and, and go through some of the historic sites and, and see the Summer Palace and Forbidden City and, yeah. and Shaolin and just, just listen to some of the history when these places have been through, been around for years and, um, and just to experience the local life in China. I mean, from the big city of Beijing through to, the, um, you know, the rural areas and, you know, some of the basic existence that these people live out there near Shaolin on you know, most simplistic forms of food. And um, I remember even just their table tennis, one of them had a big concrete broken slab as the, on the ground and bricks lined up for, um, for on there for table tennis. Uh, mm. You know, the, the luxuries mm. we have. So I think that just adds to the experience. And as we've been reflecting on these podcasts, you would see how much we've actually retained going back, you know, 19, 20 years ago, as if it wasn't mm. that long. True. And I think too, uh, as Sing Sang and I were reflecting and Sam and I were talking about last night, uh, how it's such a, such a unique time that we're all experiencing right now where it's, uh, the whole world is experiencing difficulty based around the same challenge, which is COVID-19. And I don't think we, I don't think we've uh, experienced that before where, the, where, at least all the first world nations are feeling the same impact um, from COVID. And mm. I, I saw 
which you know which is very different it's um it's like it's an even playing field from from my take on it and i saw some a couple of photos posted from Daqing San. Now Daqing San is already a very picturesque and very beautiful setting because it's up in the mountains and in rural China. Um, but the first harvest of tea happened last week and I couldn't believe how green and lush Daqing San is. Like it literally, as seriously, it was shiny. It was shiny lush and shiny I think because there's less pollution around. Uh, there's less movement, so there's less dust. Uh, the air is clean. Uh, it, it was amazing. And I think you're right, Seng Brian, is, and we all have an affinity with China because of our connection through our martial arts. But I, I think going back to China, when everything settles down and everything reopens, and, and I think, I, I suspect, I'm hearing that international travel is going to be very expensive for the first few years. So when we can afford to go, I think China is going to look quite different, like the rest of the world is going to look quite different. And and uh, I know I'm changing my uh, changing my outlook on life from these last eight weeks, and it's been eight weeks this week that we've had the academy closed for face-to-face -face classes and trans translated everything to online classes. Uh, my outlook is quite different and I, from what I'm hearing from the vast majority of people within my network, it's the same thing. So I think going back to China and traveling is going to be quite a different experience, like you said, and I'd love to do it. I think I'd love to particularly go with people who've been with me before, as well as those who've never been before, because we, we will have a completely different experience having had an experience at Shaolin and at Daqing San together prior to all of this stuff with COVID-19. So, you know, and we're talking decades ago. We're, we're literally talking, you know, nearly, nearly 20 years ago. So by the time we get there, it will be 20 years ago. Be pretty cool. Can I, before you um, sign us off, Sing Sun, can I just ask us all, please, um, like we're doing class, what's the one thing we got for ourselves today? As I realise we've had uh, our podcast become uh, slowly like a meandering uh, memoir of our, our time that we've shared together. What's the one thing you guys have got for yourselves today? Uh, um, um, it's nice to reflect and um, go down memory lane and um, so there was a lot of and just sort of um, sort of hear the experiences of um, yourself Sifu I, I do recall um, over the years you know hearing some of the conversation um, around you know 85 86 at the temple and there was a photo I remember seeing maybe some footage that you had of you and Sigong at the front of the temple doing jongs and all the monks monks sitting around um, watching you um, you know there's it's, it's really interesting I think um, for people that haven't heard that um, that story to, to listen to the podcast but it's nice to sort of reflect upon that and and um, and it's nice to sort of be on the podcast with um, with you know the four of us that have shared um, so much together 
um, in that you know the period of the last twenty years. Mm. Thanks, Ingram. Yeah, I agree. Um, I could talk about this stuff all day, look through photos of this stuff all day. Um, it's a shame I don't have any footage or photos of the, the instructor training and, and just the, the regular training and all the hours I've spent just doing that because I've watched that over and over again as well. Um, you know, it's probably much like a professional sports person, you know, anyone that's spent the majority of their life training and, you know, in a team or, you know, doing this kind of thing, it's the, you can, I, well, I can remember so clearly these moments and the feelings and, um, you know, physically how it felt when I was training on particular nights and, you know, things that stick in my mind and that, that reliving that sort of stuff's really fun. It's really uh, rewarding. Um, so yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> cool. I'll do cool. it again if you want. Yeah. Definitely. Well, it's like it's a weekly thing now. Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy to answer some questions as well, everybody. <laughs> yeah. You get other involvement. Mm. Um, I think I got like everyone has a story, and it's not often with four different people that we look at the same point. Like with family, you look through a family album, and you can kind of remember that with like your kids or as you're younger. But like we're four. Oh, at least me and dad are kind of the same family, but you guys are different and we're all looking at the same point at a different point of view. And I forget that I was there for some of it, but because I was younger, I don't remember it. And it's really cool to hear um, all this stories and history from your point of view, guys. Um, and that now that we have like the platform to do that, it's really cool. And it's kind of inspired me to maybe do some more blogging because I want to be able to look back to when I was in my 20s and how I've been training and the stories and the ways I was thinking. But I get caught up in um, trying to perfect my videos so then I never do them because I just I get caught up. Oh, that's not good enough, so I'm not going to post that. But I think I should just do it so that thinking from a future point of view, I can look back, you know, be like your guy's age and look back and in 20 years and see what I was doing sort of thing to a video. Be, be your guy's age. Not old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there wasn't meant to be a fence there, Dad. Jeez. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. I, for me, what I've got for myself is a whole lot of joy. Um, I mean, seeing some you asked, what was the whole purpose of it? I think... For me, one, one of the things I've discovered about myself is that uh, what I enjoy, one of, the, one of the things I enjoy, I won't say the most, but one of the things that are most seriously uh, satisfying, it gives me a whole deal of satisfaction through doing what I do at the academy and having the academy and practicing the art and sharing the art and and uh, like the pro bono work we do with people with Parkinson's and disabilities and youth at risk, um, it brings me joy to be able to share. So for me, it's actually the sharing moments. And some of us have had the privilege to go overseas and share, uh, interstate and share. We share here. You know, and sometimes sharing doesn't have to be about happy times. 
there are difficult times in life as well and we get to share those and this morning at the private lesson here we happened to strike up a spontaneous conversation about a very difficult time in our martial history where there was conflict between ourselves and another martial arts group which uh, doesn't need to be named um, but there was a connection here with one of our jingmoers who has two siblings who trains with that particular group so you know sharing for me is it and that's exactly what we do at the academy we share and uh, whether you know, whether it be in China on tour or whether it be gradings or whether it be in class or whether it be good times or bad times, that's what we happen to to uh, gain satisfaction from. So I feel really satisfied. Thank you very much, gents, for uh, sharing that with me. All right. Very good. Thanks, guys. Now I'll wrap up the podcast. Thanks, everyone, to listening and we're talking about a lot of photos that we were sharing on our screen. So if you want to check out exactly what we're looking at and reacting to, you can watch the full episode of the podcast on the For Real YouTube channel as well. And like Dyson said, finish sharing. It'd be good to answer some questions from you guys if you have any for, for martial arts in general or for us personally or whatnot. And if you're not a Jingmo, you can send the question to um, our email address, which is forreal at jingmo.com.au. That's F-U-R-E-E-L at Jingmo, G-I-N-G-M-O dot com dot A-U. Cool. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you, Brian. See you, Dyson. See you, Dyson. <laughs>